WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Hello, everybody. This is WVUA 90.7 FM, the Capstone, and welcome to episode 61 of the Full Court Press Podcast. My name is Jamie Martinez, and I'm joined by Nick Atkinson and Caden Johnson. To stay up to date, make sure to follow us on Instagram at fcppodcast underscore UA. With that being said, let's get into it. The All-Star break just finished up. Some pretty good action. Not a ton of news, but some news nonetheless. We're going to get into it. Probably the biggest piece of news this week, Jock Vaughn is out as the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Ollie has been promoted as the interim head coach and will coach his first game Thursday in Toronto against the Raptors. The Nets' current record is 21-33, and 33, and reports have come out this week that they plan to build the roster around Macau Bridges. So, with that, do we think firing Jock Vaughn was the right move? Any opinions on that? Uh, no, I don't. I think it was stupid. Well, I think he's a good coach, so. Uh, I, I think it can go either way. Um, it just It's really going to depend on whoever they they hire this offseason because I don't think that the interim coach is the, the way to go for them. Um, but that being said, they have to upgrade, obviously. I do think that the Nets were one of the most disappointing teams in the NBA, at least so far this season. But also um, another internal thing, I don't know – if building around Macau is necessarily the right move either. Yeah, I had that right here. I was going to ask, is Bridges the guy to build around? Because he's he's been to an NBA Finals, but he wasn't the dude that was built around. Obviously, that was in Phoenix and Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Is Macau Bridges that guy you want to build around in Brooklyn? No, he's a, like a third option. Yeah, he, he's a great player, but not number one no, guy. No, he, in my he can be what he is now, a first option on a like bad. A- average to bad team. Yeah. And I would say they're only average because they have a solid roster. Mm-hmm. They have decent, around decent players, but, but not. But playoffs. he he'll never be he'll never be a number one on a team that's higher than like a six seed. No. I don't even think six. Yeah, I think like 12, and six is 11, pushing it. Yeah, yeah. eleven. Um, but that being said, he's an elite third option. Would be one of the best third options in the league, and then he would be a solid second option. So if they can hit in the draft, or maybe somehow bring a big star in. Yeah, um, I think they could be fine. I was gonna say, what do you think the Nets' move is moving forward? What what do you th- what roster moves or internal moves do you think would benefit them in the long run? Because this is a lot going on right now. Trading everything, including blowing him. it up. Yeah, I think they should trade like some of the kind of middle-aged people on their team, which they started to do when they got rid of Dinwiddie. Yeah. Um, and then just commit to being young, uh, commit to being like the youngest one of the younger teams in the NBA for two or three years, kind of. Try to copy the same recipe the Thunder did, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot going down in Brooklyn. So, you know, is McCall Bridges that guy to build around? Probably not, but who knows. Next up, the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is our last piece of news, by the way, because nothing really happened. Uh, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, the Minnesota Timberwolves guard Mike Conley has agreed to a two-year, $21 million extension. Stephen Human of and Jess Holtz of whatever, whatever. Uh, the Timberwolves keep Conley out of the summer free agency and in the backcourt through 2025 to 2026. So Mike Conley, the all-time leading scorer of the Memphis Grizzlies, an older guard, I believe he's 36, maybe 37, gets a two-year extension with the Timberwolves, who are one of the best teams in the NBA. How are we feeling about this? I'm a good, true point guard. Mm-hmm. I think maybe a little expensive, given how old he is. But um, he's a still, still to this day, a solid starting point guard in the NBA. Um, I think he'll continue to be. 
and I think he complements uh, the game of Anthony Edwards really well. Uh, one thing to note, though, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how his defense continues to hold up. Um, I think Ant is going to have to definitely take a step and carry the load defensively in the backcourt, especially within the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Edwards is only, what? 22. 22. It has a lot more years ahead of him, and he's only getting better. We've seen that. He was an all-star this season, uh, and he's one of the best two guards in the NBA. So alongside Mike Conley, the Timberwolves have a bright future, no matter how old he is. So that's all the news we have for this week. Not much, but news nonetheless. Let's get into our all-star recap. A whole lot went down this weekend, a lot of controversy, a whole lot of just stuff about the All-Star Weekend. So let's dive in and start with the Celebrity Game. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Celebrity Game. It was a part of the weekend, so why not? In the Celebrity Game, Team Shannon Sharp defeated Team Stephen A with a score of 100-91. to uh, Some pretty good players out there. Puka Nakua had 16 points. Micah Parsons with 37-16. and 16. Uh, both for Team Shannon, Team Stephen A, CJ Stroud had 31, 9, and 4, and Tristan Jass had 27, 10, and 6. A pretty solid game through and through. Team Shannon pulled off the upset uh, as they kept saying that they had a weak roster and still beat Stephen A. So, any opinions on the celebrity game? Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised too. I thought Shannon definitely had the, the worst of the two rosters. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Michael Parsons, man, how about them Cowboys? Yeah, that's the one you thing know. the Cowboys have won yeah, that's, in the last that's, that's 25 one years. That's one big stage the Cowboys <laughs> yeah. can show up on. In, in, in the NBA. Nick, what do we think about the this this year's celebrity game? Uh, what was I mean, in my opinion, there was like three celebrities. Yeah. But, I mean, it was all right. Yeah, so I was actually cool. going to get into that. Should the NBA continue with the celebrity game? Is, I mean, it's just WNBA players and, like, just random singers. That's all that it is. Yeah, Jennifer and, like, Hudson. Maybe a couple NFL players. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson was really the biggest celebrity this year. Uh, she ended up performing at the All Star game itself. Um, but yeah, really, it has taken a big decline uh, throughout the years. Like back in the day of Kevin Hart doing it and uh, all these big names. Now it's really just a bunch of NFL players. Yeah, and then there was all that drama with Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he called him out. He would have been by far the most famous non athlete. Yeah. In the game, like not even remotely close. Mm-hmm. He um, called out Ruffles on Instagram so they, over it. They de- and it wasn't even Ruffles doing; no. it was the NBA's. So, um, you know, maybe obviously Chris Brown's not the best role model, <laughs> yeah. but but they they do got to commit to getting better stars. I mean, there was absolutely nobody notable besides the NFL players and Jennifer Hudson, and then the WNBA players, Kai Sinat, and, and yeah, Kai, Ron sure. Artest, I guess. But those just. Like, just get go back to when it was real celebrities, yeah. you know, not just streamers or people that are viral on TikTok. Yeah, you know? so. Yeah, exactly. With that being said, who would we like to see in the celebrity game? I mean, guys like Kevin uh, Hart. Um, I said it last show. I just put Justin Bieber back in there. T Jazz was valid because yeah, he's a good. basketball yeah. content creator. Uh, Jordan Kilgannon would be yeah. cool. Jor- be uh, Justin Bieber, yeah, yeah, for sure, like you just said. Uh, I think Ron Artest was cool. That's like I like that they have old. I like, like one. I, old I like. NBA player. Yeah, I think they should do one old NBA player on each team. Yeah, I think a couple years ago it was uh, Tracy McGrady and Ray <laughs> Allen were in the celebrity game uh, against each other. So they've done yeah. it before. It would make sense because I know like Quentin Richardson has been in it a couple times. Mm-hmm. I, it would make sense to do like one old NBA player, one WNBA player, um, one NFL player for each like for each team, mm-hmm. um, one NFL <laughs> player for each team, and then. Um, and then from there on, just do celebrities. celebrities. That way you have, like, your athletes um, 
you have your athletes down, and then from you can actually play. Like people can watch what they want to watch, you know, which is celebrities playing, not mm-hmm. athletes exactly. for other sports just carrying the game. Because that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Djass is a basketball YouTuber, balled out, and every other big name performer was an NFL player or an Olympic long jumper. So, uh, yeah, athletes really took over the celebrity game. Not a bunch of celebrities. Uh, and we all picked Team Stephen A to win. We were all wrong. It's okay. It happens. Moving on to the NBA Skills Challenge. Team Pacers defeated Team First Picks and Team All-Stars. Uh, it's on the home team. The home team took it, Caden. Got that one right. Everybody else was wrong. Uh, got everything right. <laughs> yeah, Caden pretty much got everything right. He killed it after the celebrity game. So how are we feeling about this year's uh, Skills Challenge? That was the, in my opinion, it was the best event of the All Star Weekend really? as, a, as a whole. That's not wow. even really that crazy to say. Yeah. It's been the best event um, for the last four years since twenty twenty. It was hype. I will say that the whole like passing thing is kind of funny. Like how mm. how big like the circles are to pass <laughs> the ball through now. It is not hard. Like you could throw us three out there and we would, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we would compete in the skills challenge would, in that we passing would be dogs. challenge. We would be dogs. I mean, for real, like that was like anybody can do it. I, I think that they could have. You know, showcased NBA players' skills a little bit better. That's true. Than, uh, that. Well, uh, with those skills, how are we feel about Scotty Barnes? What about him? What how, how, how do we feel about his skills challenge performances this week? Awesome. He's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he was. The he, is, he is an entertaining guy to watch. I mean, Porzingis is better than him. I'll, <laughs> I'll stand on that. Uh, Porzingis should have been in Indianapolis this week instead of him but yeah he's he's funny to watch he's an interesting dude so is ant shooting left-handed that that, was that may be one of the funniest moments of the all-star that's weekend that's true anthony yeah. was ant just dribbling out sh- shoots the floater everything's normal it's like clutch time he's the last person he just grabs the ball off the rack shoots it left-handed off the side of the backboard first first shot i, I think he said he was going to do it for all of all-star weekend but he then stopped he, after that he stopped <laughs> after that it got really bad and uh, lastly with the game being in the bay area next year would is it, would it be exciting to see an all Warriors team? In yeah, the skills they've challenge? got it. They'll do that. They'll yeah, do that. Curry, Draymond, oh Clay. God. Yeah, Curry, Draymond, Clay. They, they can get to. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully, it watch it'll end up being Wiggins, Pod, and yeah, and Curry, Kuminga, yeah. or, or Moody. Or Draymond or will do it regardless. Yeah, I think. maybe. Draymond likes doing dumb stuff. Like yeah, Draymond. Will be he even faced Kevin Hart in that three point contest and lost. Yeah, that was crazy. Moving on, Curry versus Ionescu in what a lot of people thought was one of the best events of the All Star break. Uh, in their three-point challenge, Stephen Curry defeated Sabrina Ionescu 30-26. to um, This was honestly really fun. Sabrina performed much better than a lot of people would um, would have expected. She was shooting from the NBA line, and she was great. So how are we feeling about this? Yeah, I would say this was probably my personal favorite yeah. event of the All-Star Weekend. I thought it was the most exciting one. I was definitely into it more so than any other event that, mm-hmm. that went on. Uh, I thought it was pretty sweet, honestly. Yeah, it was cool. It was like the second or the third. I think the three-point contest was like cool this year, but I think they could have done a better job of getting like more quote-unquote elite three-point shooters. Like shooters. Like, yeah, like, like real shooters. Like Desmond yeah. Bain, Norman yes. Powell, yeah. Jason Tatum, uh, Kevin Herter, even though he's not, you know, like <laughs> yeah. Buddy Heald. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. that's what it used to be. That's yeah, what it yeah, should be. Yeah, CJ McCollum. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. those are the type of guys that should be in it. Not, 100%. Not Donovan Mitchell. Damian Lillard. Yeah, guys that just Laurie score, yeah. Him, but like will hit like exactly. three threes a game. Yeah, and Laurie Markin, like that's, and yeah. he didn't even do bad. Yeah, he did well, pretty good. Cat, I, mean, I mean, they just want yeah. Cat in there because he's a big man, but like greatest shooting big man of all time, apparently. No. Yeah, dirt. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. Should we anticipate Caitlin Clark next year? Yeah, that's what I was gonna. That would be. That's cool. what I was gonna add on. I've seen. Have y'all seen all the stuff like Caitlin Clark and Dame against Sabrina and and? Oh, I haven't heard that. I've I heard like, Curry and Clay versus. I feel like Sabrina Clay's a better Clark. shooter than Dame. Yeah, but not like right now. I mean, if I'm putting Clay out there to <laughs> shoot some threes, I think I'm taking Clay. Not right now. No, I, I think I'm like, Clay does have his higher three point percentage this year. Second greatest shooter of all time. I'm, yeah, I think, I think I, so too. But he's just not. Not the same Clay Thompson that it used to be. Dame, I mean, Dame won the three-point competition, so. Yeah, the Last did. two years. And with that, let's get into the three-point competition. Damian Lillard wins his second straight contest, defeating a whole flurry of guys. Uh, how are we feeling on this contest? Because I, I know we got into it a little bit with, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Laurie Markkinen being in it. Uh, how are we feeling on the dunk contest this year? Was it disappointing? The dunk contest? Or not, no, sorry. The three-point three contest. contest, like I was just saying, I don't think there was enough, like, Good. I think Malik Beasley was the only guy that's like a shooter. You know, there should have been like like I was saying, those type of guys. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I thought them doing the um just a random note. I just thought them doing like the whole tiebreaker thing yeah, was stupid. All four like why not just like have four people in the final? They did the same yeah. thing with the skills challenge. Like so there was there was an obvious winner after the first two rounds. And then they just gave the <laughs> other team two hundred for the, the team final first round, picks, yeah. like for no reason, just to send it into an overtime. I, I don't. I guess they were just trying to draw it out. But it's stuff like that that kills the credibility of All Star Weekend. Like stuff like that makes it seem a lot more scripted. JJ Redick didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he came out and said that if it says it's going to start at a certain time, it needs to start. I was at a about to get into that. Yeah. yeah. With the it started the tip off for the All Star game was forty five minutes after yeah. eight, and it was yep. advertised to be tip off at eight o'clock. They didn't tip off until 8.42. That is a problem, yeah. in my opinion. You can't be doing that. 42 minutes late? Yeah, they started, like, the introductions and yeah. stuff. Like, what, what are we? Come on. 42 yeah. minutes of intros should not be happening either. Because it went from intros, and those take forever in an all-star contest. Mm-hmm. And then Jennifer Hudson had a concert. 42 minutes later, an all-star game barely starts. So I thought that was pretty crazy. All right, moving on to the dunk contest. In the contest that might have had the most flack from... This whole time, Mac McClung goes back to back beating Jalen Brown, Jacob Toppin, and Jaime Hawkes Jr. Let's just get into our basic opinions. Let's not get too in depth because I have some questions lined up here. Just opinions on this year's dunk contest. I think it was the worst dunk contest we've ever seen. Really? By far, yeah. Uh, this year, or last year were the two worst dunk know. contests I th- ever. I think people will get a little spoiled with it, just because you know it's been going on for so long. It's hard to like stay creative. But I will say the judges absolutely killed yes. it this year, like ruined it. Like the judges were more so of a problem than the lack of like creativity on dunks, in my opinion. Um, I thought Jaime Hawkes' dunks were awesome. Even Jacob Toppin, yeah. Jacob Toppin pulled out a 360 East Bay. That was crazy, and he <laughs> hit know? it behind like his head. That was wild. Yeah, I think e- either of uh, Toppin or Hawkes. Uh, could have been in the final against Mac McClung. Mac McClung did have some sick dunks too. I yeah. mean, the one off the backboard, at the side of the backboard, and then the the um, double clutch dunk. That was where criminal. He, where he, like, he threw it up to himself. Yeah. That he, was he catches it off the dude, dribbles or not even dribbles. He just lets go of it, catches it in midair, and then dunks it. That was given like a forty-seven, and that's never been done in the history of the dunk contest. Yeah. And the judges gave it a forty-seven. Now I think it's a problem with the judges were all old heads. 
Yeah, that like, is I think a the youngest, the and youngest like, person what does was Gary Fred Payton Jones? know about Duncan? Seriously, like, six two. Like, he wasn't Duncan. Like out Dominique there. Wilkins is a great. That's a that fine pick. Well, he got he but gave like, a lot of fifties out. Dominique. But like, yeah. also another thing too, if you, if you, if stars aren't gonna participate in the dunk contest, then let some stars um, be the judges. Yeah. You like know? I wouldn't That'd mind be cool. if they're gonna do current guys. And I'm guys, sure they would say Donovan yes Mitchell to that too. Like instead of having Jason Tatum sit courtside for the dunk contest, let Jason Tatum be a judge. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Giannis would be cool with that. Yeah. Exactly. Giannis is courtside at the dunk contest every year. Mm-hmm. Shaq. Shaq's another dude that Shaq is brought out yeah. um, every year, it feels like. Um, you could throw Blake Griffin in there. Have yeah. have have a little bit more recent. Um, you yeah, know, I think dunk. we need more recency. Like, throw a Vince Carter out there. He just retired a few years ago. <laughs> just some all-time great dunkers that aren't 65 years old that retired in 1982. Um, it's That kind of hurt the dunk contest. So I'm seeing a lot of speculation. The dunk contest, it's gotten stale. Um, You know, a lot of people are saying every dunk that could have ever been done has already been done. So is it time for the dunk contest to be replaced? Yes. I think that there should be a two-on-two tournament or a king-of-the-court tournament. But egos will not let that happen. I think I think stuff can be added to All Star Weekend, but there's no way that a dunk contest should be replaced. I mean, it's still it's still the prime time event. I know what Reggie Miller was saying on the broadcast about the three point competition is the biggest competition. It's He's not. He's a shooter. It's the biased. dunk contest is going to draw the most views. It's going to bring in the most revenue. Like that's what people want to see at the end of the day. Yeah. People would much rather see crazy dunks that they don't see in games as opposed to people running around a bunch of racks shooting threes. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and. I, I, I don't know. I, I think they can revamp it. Um, they can hype it up more, and they can, you know, up the stakes. The NBA has money, yeah. you know. They're, they're at no shortage of money. I can promise you that. They they came out with a freaking TV court uh, yeah, this, this that's weekend. that's true. So if they can do that, then throw throw a bag at someone to win the dunk contest. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Stephen A. also just said LeBron James ruined the dunk contest forever. I agree. Uh, I was going to say, do you agree with I that? I think, all right. In the most like non-biased way possible, I think he ruined All-Star Weekend as a whole because he never did a dunk contest. He's the reason why players are like lazy in the dunk contest or the All-Star game as a whole because he like made it out to be you know like a break. This is a break, you know. You guys are you know here to like watch us do this. It wasn't like how Kobe would be like you know we're the best players in the world. We have to all play to our best effort and like you know you see all of those guys like. Uh, Draymond Green, Kobe, Westbrook, CP3, Harden, like the guys that would always try. Yeah, KD, he always tries to. He played decent. Because, yeah, KD, he only shot open shots that whole time. I was like, I kept an eye on him. He was passing the ball. Yeah, exactly. Only took open shots. And LeBron, all he'll do is just drive. And and it's just He only plays till halftime. Exactly. He stopped. Well, there you And then they lose by 40. Like, it's just. Got destroyed. Carl Anthony Towns. There's a real lack of competitiveness. And it's his, in the NBA it's as a his whole, fault. and and I agree. A lot of people argue that point, but in the end, if you're gonna, if the thing about the people arguing that point are also the ones that are calling this LeBron's era. Mm, well, it's if, it, if it's LeBron's era, then it's Steph Curry. It's not a coincidence that the All Star Game is just <clears throat> completely gone to, you know, yeah, um, in his era. I think maybe ten years ago it was his era, not now. Mm-hmm. Maybe not now. He, he had a little two year era. But ten years ago or so is when the All-Star game last was at its peak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in Kobe's last year, it feels like that was the best Kobe's year last ever, year that feels like it may have been the last really good All-Star game. And then I think the – when was the, the Levine-Aaron Gordon contest? 2015, 2015 and 16. Yeah. 
So that that's I thought, eight, uh, eight years ago or so. That's probably the last time that there was like legitimate. I was watching those clips today. Yeah. Those crazy stuff. Twenty fifteen through twenty twenty was good. When they did that, the first year of. Uh, when Kobe died and LeBron and Giannis, yeah. that, that was a good that year. was a good year for they got competitive at the end. And then 19, 18, 17, those are all good. Um, when Paul George and Anthony Davis both dropped forty, that like it was. I remember that. You know, it was, it was definitely better. Back then, yeah. So, sure. do we think there's a way to make the All Star Game competitive again? Money. Yeah. Yep, money is a motivator. The greatest motivator. Yeah, the money. I mean, dude, you act like it's like a big deal to give them money. Like it's just. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, they, like, they, they act like it's like some crazy concept to just throw a bag. Just give at them like fifty thousand dollars. Give each player fifty k or even hundred k. It's not hurting you. You, you realize that that arena was packed out. Yeah, there was not a empty seat there. Yeah. Yeah. they probably from that night got close to like a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, because yeah. the dunk contest and all that no, was in Lucas Oil Stadium. Think about like TV revenue. The NBA brought <laughs> raked in tens of millions yeah. of dollars this weekend, um, and. And you know how much the players saw of that? Zero. Maybe maybe like a, like ten percent of maybe that. Maybe if they were in any commercials you know? and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's not even the commercials and stuff. That's not funded yeah. by the NBA. I I don't know. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I I just think that they've got to up the stakes. I know Hassan Whiteside said that um, it should go to like home court advantage. I was about to get I mean, into that. If you that. really wanna. Because that's what they up the stakes. Does. I mean that that would do it, but then you would have, um, I mean, like Scotty Barnes out there. Who who cares? Why would mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes care about yeah. who gets home court advantage? And LeBron, finals, you know, <laughs> that's true. Finals. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, what I, that is just something that doesn't matter. Like that would only matter to Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Kawhi Giannis, Leonard and Paul George. And Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah. No, it would matter to those four guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe Jokic. Mm, I don't even think he would care, dude, because he doesn't care. Jokic about, doesn't care about. He doesn't anything. care about home court advantage. Yeah, dude, he could be the eighth seed and get to the finals this year. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and lastly, the All Star Game itself. The East beats the West, two hundred eleven to one hundred eighty six. The highest scoring game in All Star history. First time two hundred points has ever been eclipsed, and they hit two eleven. Damian Lillard wins MVP with thirty nine <laughs> points. Other notable performances include Tyrese Halliburton, who had 32, 6, and 7 in front of his home, his hometown. Carl Anthony Towns for the West had 50 and 8. The East pulls it out, though. Damian Lillard wins the MVP, his second trophy of the All-Star Weekend. Um, I, we really already dived into what we think of the All-Star contest um, with all of that. Um, but a report did come out recently that players are now kind of spreading the word that they want to get paid to be at the all-star game uh to just perform because previously there was no incentive to do it uh players just went to do it and everybody has always been fine with that but now there's whispers going around that players want to get paid to be there how are we feeling about you know that? who that rooted from right who? lebron probably yeah. yeah i mean it's just soft it's soft, it's soft. i mean what are you working for then like what did you work your yeah. whole basketball career for like exactly. i mean i guess I mean, as a, on a solo standpoint, you know, obviously the end goal is to win an NBA championship if your dream is to play in the NBA. But, like, what what else could you possibly want? Mm-hmm. Like, you're privileged to be at the All-Star game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you worked your whole season not, to be there, yeah. and you want money to go? Like, and, I'm sure Scotty Scottie Barnes. Saying, like, I, I agree. Like, winners of competitions should get money at the All-Star game. I mean, that, like a trophy that makes enough, sense. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, but as far as being there, like – 
paying paying them just to show up is a little ridiculous. Sad. Like maybe just add like all right. So you say if what, they already pay if all right. Well, no, no, they already it, pay you for being all NBA player. You get like a hundred thousand dollar bonus yeah. to your contract if you're if you yeah. make first team. So you say okay, whoever's <laughs> the all stars, they whoever's all, each all star gets ten thousand dollar bonus onto their contract. Or let's say like uh, gets an extra technical taken off like back when Draymond Green was playing like. Yeah. You know, oh, okay. This te- one losing this one tech means he doesn't get suspended for two weeks. You yeah. know, some sort of incentive. Exactly. Just not. M- should it be money based? I think. Though? I mean, it has to be because it has to be. Yeah, it's gonna have to be. Yeah, but I, I just don't think they should get paid at all just for being there. I think yeah, that's they already get so much publicity insane. off of it anyway. Um, they they have so much money as it is. They get paid a ridiculous amount of money, um, and a lot of the ones that get paid a ridiculous amount of money don't play half the regular season anyways. So like what I, I mean like what what more do they want? You know, like like what more can we as fans like give to them? It's really just taking away from the game, from the fan experience. Like why why do I want to watch an all star game that you know the NBA didn't want to pay LeBron to be there? Like why why would I want to watch that? Or like a, a billionaire your favorite player. Like, yeah. 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 He well, doesn't not even and LeBron. he speaks out why? about that all the time about how they need more money. It's like dude like what are you talking about? Yeah, like, you don't have a billion you, dollars yeah, you don't, from playing a sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you have the the second biggest shoe contract in the history of sports. Like you uh, have he the just money. he tries to talk about that kind of stuff when it's like it doesn't affect you. So it's like they're just so out of touch. Yeah, like they're just is, so out of touch. Sure, yeah. No, they the athletes, professional athletes as a whole, are so out of touch with the rest of the world. Especially once they get in and once they get that money. Like once they get out of the stage where they're on a grind. It's kind of like the DeAndre Ayton stuff a few uh-huh. weeks ago where he was like, I've already, like, this is my end goal. Like, I've already reached my end goal of my career. I'm a max contract player. <laughs> That's like, so sad. It's like, and he like, like, yeah, and, and DeAndre Ayton's not good. <laughs> no. He's he's, a, he's an average starting center in the NBA. But it's so contract. easy to pay to people now that, like, that's those are the type of guys that get money, and that's the type of mindsets that the majority of the league has. And that's yeah, you know what's what crazy? DeAndre Ayton says this that oh, I've achieved what I want to do in the NBA. He's a max contract center, but the Trailblazers' uh, viewership has dropped sixty percent, which is the most in the NBA. So yeah, you're getting all this money, but what does that do for the fans? Because yeah. the Blazers don't want to watch you. You suck. Yeah. Sixty percent drop off is insane. I think that they need to do it a certain way of like how the NFL doesn't have uh, how they're not going to pay the players like a full price. How what is it called? Uh, guarantee. Guarantee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like how it's like okay, if you don't play up to this part, we're not giving yeah, you. Yeah, NBA all money of that being money. all guaranteed is absolutely yeah. stupid. Like crazy, and yeah. it, it it kills. It's one of the worst things going on in the league right now. Is a lot of NFL contracts are incentive-based. Like, let's say DeAndre Ayton, when he signed that contract, I don't know exactly how much it is. We'll just say five years, $200 million. I, I'm sure it was somewhere around that. Um, mm-hmm. So if he doesn't play up to par of what he's supposed to, which is, you know, a top-10 center, which he was when he got that contract, when they were making finals run, yeah. he definitely was a top-10 center. Uh, then he gets, like, a quarter or a half of however much it is. Let's say he's making 30 that year. You make 15 if you don't play up to that. Yeah. And, like, in the NFL, like, say you're a receiver, you'll get, like, a $200,000 bonus incentive if you hit a set amount of yards. Like, for the NBA, it could be, you know, you get this portion of your contract if you hit 15 points per game and, you know, eight rebounds. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what the NBA needs to do because he's yeah. fully guaranteed because contracts. Because at the end of the day, you're getting paid to play. You yeah. know, you're not getting paid for your name. You're getting paid to play, and that's what the NFL does a good job of. A lot of um, with their team option stuff. Like, so if a player progresses – 
in year three of their contract, then they're not getting that money for year four. Like uh-huh. they're they're not getting, you know, the same amount of money in year four. And that's just how it should be. If you're either not playing the majority of the season or playing far below your like standard and the standard that the team has set for you, why should why do you deserve the money? Yeah. I mean, you know, um, in any other aspect of life, if you don't perform your job well, um, there are consequences. Mm-hmm. There is consequences in any job except for the NBA, it feels like. Not even the NFL, just the NBA. Yep. Um, where there was like the situation a few years ago when Kyrie just sat out mm-hmm. and he was getting paid. He's getting paid all of his money. He did he get fined though. He got fined. Uh, ben Simmons but, lost two hundred thousand dollars from doing that. Yeah, but that that, that I mean, is yeah, pocket that's change nothing, for them. Like you get what I'm saying. Well, like though. the NFL, when you're on a hundred fifty million dollar contract, you're gonna fork over two hundred k like yeah. it's nothing. And like, in the NFL, if you're sitting out training camp, you're losing like a million dollars for every yeah, camp you miss. Yeah, so it happened with Chris Jones yeah. and Nick every Bosa si- every single day. Uh, didn't it happen with Tyron Smith? Like he was yeah. he lost out on a bunch of money because he was sitting out. But yeah, Chris Jones was a big one. That was he, the big one. This he just year. kept skipping. Yeah. And he um, lost a bunch of money. That's what has to happen. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely what has to happen. But I feel like I will say this for beside well, Anthony Edwards, he really uh I was gonna say he doesn't he doesn't care, but he is one guy. I just thought about it. he he is like really competitive when it comes to the regular season. But the good thing about this new era of NBA players, I feel like they're kind of like the early twenty tens. Players. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they even actually like, try a little bit know, more. We give Shea a lot of side. Shea's a competitor, though. You know, like those are yeah. guys that like care. Shea, Ant, Paolo. Mm-hmm. Like those are they want to win Tuesday night in Chicago yep. against the eight nine seed Bulls. Mm-hmm. Like those are guys that want to win any yeah. game, no matter like who it's against. Yeah. That's um, what's yeah, good about that's them. That's Wendy. what's good about those yeah. guys because I feel like whenever you you're like Steph Curry which he's in that thing too he he'll go and play in Charlotte and drop 50 and try to win yeah but like LeBron if he's playing in Chicago and while they're the 12 seed he'll sit out Damian even Lillard like Damian Lillard Lillard even Kawhi Kawhi was really not, bad about that yeah he got he was. Kawhi, Kawhi is right there with LeBron with what yes, started that yeah. yeah and Paul George yeah and Harden. more so Kawhi I feel like than anybody though other than LeBron I would say LeBron and Kawhi and KD. is kind of when he KD was, was hurt, hurt though. Well, I mean, Kawhi, Kawhi tore his Kawhi Achilles. Kawhi, Kawhi sat out. So much load management. Yeah, Kawhi was the inventor of in load management. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When That's he was all in San he did. Antonio, yeah. That's all he did. I will say that. But it, like the last two years, he has actually been. Like, yeah, he's hurt. been yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, for MCL, sure. For Achilles, sure. yeah. For sure. Yeah, and he's, he's been good about it this year. He hasn't sat yeah. out. And that new load management rule, obviously. But that's helps. just because he's got he got dogged for yes. it. And, and it, it hurt kills your well, it's just, you know, he's going on his little every five years he wins a title. So, yeah. you know, yeah. 2014 yeah. to 2019. He'll get it next year in Sacramento. This year, we'll get it this year because he just signed a five-year max. So. Oh, no. Well, he's, we're going to trade for him. Yeah. You guys yeah. can have Harrison Barnes. Uh, I won't be a fan, so <laughs> what do y'all guys? So we can just move on to the main segment. Yeah, now. let's get into it. So that's it with the All-Star Recap. A lot of good conversations there. Got pretty intense, and we love to see that. So let's get into our main segment, Start Bench Cut. We each have some Start Bench Cut scenarios. Uh, for each other. I believe we have five each, so hopefully they're not too similar because we don't know. So uh, let's get it started with Nick. What's your okay. start bench cut? So this is a little, this first one, it's just like the rest of them are not like this at all. I just want to say that. But this is purely perimeter defense. This is not like. I have a lot like that. This too. is not like, okay, he can average 25 too. It's just their perimeter defense aspect of their yeah. game. Okay. All right. Start bench cut Rip Hamilton, Luau Dang, and Andre Roberson. Luau Dang. Oh my God. I didn't, I didn't watch Rip Hamilton enough. The yeah. other two I could tell you, but... but like, but Rip Hamilton wasn't Rip the Hamilton best defender enough. on that team, though. 
Because you had the Rashid Wallace, you had Tarian Prince. Yeah, Tarian. You had Sheed. You had Ben Wallace. Uh, or Prince. Sorry. Yeah. Tarian Prince. Yeah, Tarian Prince was yeah. a big person down <laughs> in 2004. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about Tayshawn Prince. Chauncey Billis was a good parameter. Yeah, he was all right. Uh, I might have mm, – that's tough. Who were the other one? Andre Robertson. And Lou Aldang. Oh, man. Ahmed Dang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's tough because Andre Robertson's – the only reason he was on the team was because he could play defense. He probably – if he – if. He probably shot like the only reason he was in the league. The only reason he was in the league was because he could play. Yeah, yeah that's the only <laughs> like, reason he was there. He provided no other aspect. Couldn't of the rebound. Game. Couldn't, he like, couldn't bring the ball up yeah. the court. Yeah. yeah, he was like Daquan Cook yeah. if he could play defense. Yeah, well, and he could shoot. <laughs> yeah. Daquan Cook could shoot. That's that's the only reason Daquan Cook was in the league is because yeah, he was. could shoot. Yeah, let's throw Andre Roberson in the next guest player. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go start Andre Roberson. I'm gonna bench Ahmed Dang and then. I'll, I'll cut Rep Hamilton. <laughs> That's uh, what I'm going to go with. I don't know. I'm, I'm still going to... I'm still going to start Luau Day. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to bench Roberson, and I'm going to cut uh, Rip. Really? Okay. So we all have different ones then. I'm going to start Luau Dang. Oh, wait, wait, wait. My bad. Yeah, I'm going to start Luau Dang, bench Rip Hamilton, cut Roberson. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I was pretty close. I think Luau is one, and then Rip and Roberson are close. Yeah. But, yeah. That like, can really go. Because Rip's a good – he was really good at, like, getting steals. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That, I'll, so I'll Shea, right? <laughs> all right, when do you all go next? I don't know who's next. Um, all right, this is just in general. Um, the theme is just point guards in the East. I just want to see what y'all, what y'all think. This is – none of mine are, like, uh, set to a specific skill set. It's just similar players or players that <clears throat> I think – bring up a good argument. All right, Cade Cunningham, LaMelo Ball, and Trey Young. Mm, hmm. That's good. Start bench cut. Mm. Okay, I already have my answer. So I'm going to start Trey. Yeah. It's that just these two. Tough. It's these two. Yeah. All right. I'll bench Cade and I'll cut LaMelo. Okay. I'm going to start Trey Young because he was an all-star this season. Average what, 27 and 10 27 right now. 27 and like so, 11. Yeah. yeah. He's been crazy good. I'm going to bench LaMelo because, I mean, LaMelo had Charlotte looking like a decent little team when he was healthy. And he was he was great this season before he got hurt, too. Um, so I'll bench LaMelo, and then I'm going to cut Cade. But Cade's been looking really good, too. Yeah, I agree with Jamie. Yeah, I'm um, going to bench LaMelo. But it's close. Between, yeah, it's close. Between Cade and LaMelo. I mean, Cade was the former first pick, and, you know, he's on the worst team in basketball. So, I mean, I think he would look a lot better if he had any sort of help around him because yeah. he has nothing. But Lamelo, he has the help and he benefits with it. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. All right, my first one is purely playmaking. Okay. Okay. Based on who you want on your team as a playmaker and take into account positions. Okay. As a playmaker on your team, Jason Kidd, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic. Who do you want as a playmaker? Oh, okay. Jokic is starting. I think okay. he's the greatest playmaker. Ever besides probably Stockton, Nash, and Magic. Okay. So he's starting, benching Kid, cutting LeBron. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. Tough. I'm, I don't know, dude, because Kid could like really. Kid got the Nets to the finals. Facilitate and like he was just. I feel like okay. I'll, I'll all right. I'll bench LeBron and cut Kid. Uh, I am starting LeBron James. <gasps> um. Yeah. I know. Crazy stuff. Gasp. But 
especially like in the Cleveland, the second turn of Cleveland um, days, he was, I mean, when, when one man is doing everything, that is playmaking. Like him driving uh, to the lane or scoring 10 points in a row for a team, that is playmaking. He's creating his own play. Um, that mixed with how much he raised the other playmaking aspect of his game, which was like passing, passing. Um, in those days, I think that, that sets him to number one. I'll go Jokic at two, and just because being able to play make from the post um, and as a big man is is huge, especially now in this day and age of basketball. You can play through the post, not just scoring through the post, but you can play through the post as far as like kicking out, uh, which he was doing to MPJ and Jamal Murray all playoffs. And then um, I'll bench Jason Kidd, but that's not a knock to Kidd. He's one of the better playmakers of all time. Yeah, you really have to take into account position. Um, Personally, I'm going to start Jokic because Jokic, I mean, when I watch that dude play, he can make any pass as a, you know, six foot 300-pound, can't even dunk. Uh, and he, he can really do it all on a playmaking standpoint. I'm going to bench Kidd because Kidd got the Nets to the finals against the Lakers, and that Nets team was not crazy. It was really him and Kenyon Martin and, like, just, you know, Kerry Kittles, I guess. Uh, and then I'm going to cut LeBron because I'm biased and the 2020 ring doesn't count. So uh, that's that's my reasoning. I like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's really that's it. Fair. I just hate the Lakers. And, you know, so the bubble ring was Mickey Mouse. So, yeah, pure, pure playmakers, that's where I'm going. Okay, so, Nick. so I have the greatest college program of all time. Uh, a couple of players from the greatest college, like the greatest college basketball team and the greatest college development and just overall, as a whole, as like a big whole, just by far the greatest college basketball program in the history of so the like NCAA. Mark Sears. So I have the Kentucky uh, basketball players <laughs> that are currently in the NBA. Okay. And I'm just kidding. They're very inferior to, uh, you know, a lot of teams like Villanova. No, nah, Kentucky's probably the best program of all time. I'm going to have to give it. It is close. I'm going to give it to Kansas. Or UCLA or, or UNC or Kansas. I'd say Duke for sure, or too. Or Duke, yeah. I'm going to say I mean, Nova, I, though. As the best I'm program just kidding. of all time. No, it's <laughs> Villanova's. I mean, Kansas is up there. Uh, Duke. And UConn is now too. Yeah, UConn's sure. blue blood, especially Florida Gulf Coast. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, but these guys: Devin Booker, Shea, Anthony Davis. Not Ooh. while they were at Kentucky today. Today, oh, man. man, I've been watching. Oh, oh man. man, that's tough. Uh, oh, man. I'm really just. Re- I'm so ready to just make people mad right here. Um, I can go with mine first if you want. Go for it. Go so for I'm gonna it. cut Anthony Davis. Because Anthony Solid. Davis is on a mediocre team, nine seed, and he's his averages are down from his you know previous years. He has the yes, best he's prime. Getting older. He has the best prime. Yeah, he has the best prime out of all so of them. Far. Yeah, when he was in New Orleans, he was incredible. Um, Shea's not really at his prime. Two, anymore. my bench. I'm throwing Shea Gilgis Alexander because I'm a hater and I love it. Shea, you know, don't get me wrong, he's phenomenal. He's averaging like what 31 points a game. He's been great. But, I mean, he's also shooting, what, 10 free throws a game? 11 free throws, 11 free throws no a game. No other people averaging over 20. Yeah, and uh, he's on a very solid team. I mean, he's with Chet Holmgren, who's one of the best defenders we've seen in a long time. And, you know, J-Dub's great for his, you know, great defensively for his size. Um, they're full of good defenders. Yeah, they're full of good defenders. Lou Dort. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to start Devin Booker because I was watching a video on Devin Booker today, and he has the highest uh, – the highest difficulty of shot percentage in the league, and he is having. He also has one of the best percentages, and you know everything across the board in the league. He's shooting close to like, he might be shooting over forty percent from three. He's over fifty percent from the field. 
Uh, he's one of the best mid-range shooters in the league. So for the difficulty of shots he takes and the way he hits them, he's one of the best scorers we've seen in the last 10-plus years. Um, so I'm going to go Devin Booker at that one spot because the Suns are also very solid, uh, you know, with Kevin Durant. You know, it's a lot of shots that KD's going to take up, and Booker's still been phenomenal. So uh, I'm going to go Book at one. I, I, I'm going to start Book, yeah. All right. Um, I like cutting AD, um, benching Shea, and starting D-Book. Yeah. And my reasoning, my reasoning for that is just because we haven't seen Shea um, in the playoffs yet. It's true. At an extended sample. Uh, like we've seen D-Book. D-Book performs when he's in the playoffs all the time. I mean, he's really good in elimination games. Um uh, apart from the one that they just got absolutely blown By out Dallas. against against Dallas, and everybody wants to bring that one up, but but I mean Luke is also um, one of the best playoff performers we've ever seen. Yeah, so. but D Book elevates his game in the playoffs, and I think like at, like I think as of right now, if I'm ranking the top ten players in the NBA like today, I'm putting <laughs> Shea over D Book. But if I'm going into the playoffs and wanting one person to build a team around, I'm mm-hmm. picking D-Book over Shea still, just because yeah. I know what D-Book's going to give me in the playoffs. Yeah, if I'm building a team from the ground up, I would build around Devin Booker before I would build me around Shea Gilders yeah. Alexander. Because, yeah, Shea's a great passer. That could change. But, I mean, that yeah. could change. Because, like I was saying, Shea's not even – I don't even know if Shea's in his prime. I, I think Shea still has room to grow. I think he's going to get better. He I think be the Shea best Thunder player years. ever in two years. <laughs> Ma- Shut up. <laughs> okay, maybe not, but by the time of the end of his career, he could be. No. Yeah. Um, There's I mean, a shot. Yeah. He's got a he's got to average triple double four you're times. Sa- you're saying he he doesn't have a chance to be the best. Average triple double four times. Get get the finals. He's like one 23, MVP. averaging like 20, 30. He's 26. Is he 26? Yeah, he's old. Yeah, he's been in the league for a while. Yeah. He was drafted by. Uh, if by he the was twenty, if he was like, 23, I'd agree. But he was drafted in 2018. Yeah, by the Clippers. That yeah. why a long time ago. Okay. He played a full season. In I, he's almost as old as Booker. But I'm saying if. Okay, well, if he wins a ring in OKC, he's, he's yeah, the best he Thunder player of all he time. Is, yeah. But like right there. Yeah, but he but he's not. He, <laughs> you, you think he's beating the Celtics? No, you think I'm he's not, beating? I'm us? not saying this year. Uh, but I, I Shea, Shea in all. two or three years from now is going to be better than Shea is right now. Yeah, I, there's a shot because OKC has all these picks and all this. OKC money. doesn't have enough history to to just have like a locked off best player of all time. Yeah. But Katie and Westbrook are pretty good. And they went to the finals yeah. as like yeah, 22 Yeah, for sure. Years. But I'm saying like all it takes is a Kawhi Leonard run mm. with the Raptors to then it's just like boom, oh, you're automatically the best. It's like Kawhi Kawhi's the best Raptor of all time. Yeah, but it's on this level. It's on the same level of yeah, KD is the the best player to ever put on OKC jersey, mm-hmm. but Westbrook is the greatest because of uh yeah, it's like Magic and Kobe. Like exactly, Magic's, yeah. Mag- yeah. yeah. Uh, what's it called, dude? I just had the word in my head. Uh, legacy. It's like a legacy thing. Westbrook was there for 12 years, got to the playoffs every year besides one. You know, like KD left when he was only there for eight years. It's just like that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, I, I do think, like, Shea has a chance. Though. I just don't, you know? I don't, I don't think it'll happen. Because <laughs> I, so. I, I do think they will no, ring in, in his – with the core that they have right now, I think it's I think it's such a possibility because they have all these picks in this future. Dude, and they're so young. So you got to think though, like Jada, you know, Josh Chet, and Shea. But and here's another thing: though. in three years, that's probably like the best three. Yeah, but big three in what the you got to think is that doesn't always like work. The, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Ball. I agree. Yeah, for sure. But they complement each other well already as is. And, and they're Chet only is going perfectly, to going to be perfectly fine with in his prime averaging eighteen and ten. They're only going to want to score the ball more, and his points are only going to go down. Shays. They're only going to go down. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, but I mean, I'm people sure that we that know Shea that are saying is willing to take that sacrifice if they win yeah, a ring. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, people that we know that are saying, like, he's an MVP and he will be an MVP one day, he won't be because those guys' points are going to go up. J Dub is already like a top 30 player in the NBA, he's and already, by next year he'll be a game. he'll be top 20. Yeah. And probably averaging like 25. Because he's one of the better defenders in the yeah, NBA. Yeah. And too. then we're talking Shea's points are probably down to about 25, 26. If J Dub gets up to 25, and then you have Kaysom Wallace backing him up. You've got Lou Dort, like and, I mean Chat too. Yeah, like it, yeah. I I I think J Dub might. I mean he's twenty. I think he yeah. has the peak to be the best player on the team. Because at twenty, Chet Shea wasn't too. doing this. I, I think J Dub will be the best player on the team in a couple of years. J Dub's a six no. five, six I, six I power heavily, forward. I mean you have. A, I think Chet you're banking a, on J Dub being like a top six player in the league because Shea right now. See, I don't. Is you know, a, I don't think that because he's on a team averaging thirty with nobody else averaging twenty. So I think that uh, that's why I have Booker and Tatum over. Okay, but Shea's Tyler. a clear top ten player. Ten, in the, yeah, ten. He's a clear top ten player. Yeah, in he's in the ten. Yeah. Lower, spicy. but but oh. that's not. We're not even doing this right now. We're, yeah, we're yeah, gonna, yeah. This is a crazy <laughs> tangent. Yeah, come on, let's yeah. let's get on with that. We're stretching it out. Just huh? stretching it. All right, move on. Oh yeah, okay. yours. Is right. it? Yeah, because you just went. Oh, to that's right. That was yours. Yeah, we're forty-five minutes in. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a Kentucky this is start bench count. We want to do a whole. This has got to be like the lo- the most we've ever like ranted <laughs> in a show. Like this this might have been worse than Katie and we took Katie like, and Doctor J. Dude, we took like twenty minutes talking about like why NBA players are spoiled. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. This All right. Is awesome. Okay, this is a good one. Um, I'm pretty excited. Like I'm pretty curious to see what y'all got. This is wings. Um, that's just the theme. It's current players. Wings Brandon Ingram. Paul George and Jalen Brown. Okay. All right. Ooh. All right. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm still stumped on Like, I need a minute to yeah. think about this one. I think I know who I'm cutting. I do, too. But the starting bench could I, be. I know who he's going to cut. I'm cutting Brandon Ingram. Oh, okay. Yeah. That surprised me. Okay. No, I got Brandon mine. Ingram. I got mine. Paul George is starting for me. Paul George is starting. Yeah, Paul George is starting. Yeah. Then to, then I'm cutting Ingram, benching Jalen Brown. I mean, Jalen Brown oh, can only man. dunk over Kaysenat in a seat. Dude, I think B.I. might be better than Paul Jaylen George. Brown. Nah, not over the guy that's about to be the one seed in the West, averaging 25. I, I don't have him over. I, I'll go JB, Paul George, BI, but but I think I think Paul George and Brandon Ingram is closer than Jalen Brown and Paul George. See, I don't think so because in my opinion, I know you're a Celtics fan, but in my opinion, I, you, I like Porzingis more than I like Jalen Brown at the second best okay. player. Okay, I mean, that's that's fine. I agree. I think when, when Porzingis plays, I don't think he's better, but I think he's the second option. But that's just because he's big and he can shoot. But – but you bring up that point about about to be the one seed. Brandon Ingram's there's two teams between the Pelicans and the Clippers right now. There's two two spots. One's a three seed, the other's a six. But you know what? It separates us six games. Four. Oh, is it four? Yeah. Four nights gotta be like. Because I looked nine. earlier because I was curious about this. It's four. It's, four. It's y'all y'all are two games back from the one. They're six games back. Um, so there's a four game difference, and y'all have only won like three more games than them. Um, for some, like I always point out, the Clippers just play no like like they just play significantly less games yeah. for some. We have a lot reason. of back to backs coming yeah. up, so we're, we're gonna. That's gonna suck. Um, but yeah, I I don't know, dude. I think with the um, I mean, like I there's certain things they that each do better. I think Brandon Ingram's more consistent than Paul. George. Yeah, for sure. Jalen Brown's more consistent than Paul yeah. George. Yeah, but um, but yeah, at, at peak, Paul peak George wise, is the best. Jalen Brown's the best. I mean, Jalen Brown, Paul George isn't dropping 45-50 in an NBA game today. Oh, but today. Oh, okay, okay. So Jay we're saying peak can. now, 20. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry. No, 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 yeah. All t- yeah, duh, obviously, oh. Paul George. But, like, right now, like, if, if all three played to their best abilities, if all three on any given night played 
like 100% to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Brown's A game is better than Paul George's A game. Okay. And I, I think Paul George's is better than Brandon Okay, Ingram's. then I can I can agree with that. But I'm still probably going to – dude, because Paul George, he'll, when he's really good this season, he's been really good. Yeah. But, like, it's just he's been really bad recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, though. But, like, as far as back to the Brandon Ingram and Paul George thing, I think um, they both defend pretty well. I think Paul George is a better defender. Yeah. But I – I might. I think Brandon Ingram's a better playmaker than Paul George. That's fine. Yeah. And I mean, he has two really good playmakers. I think. So I, really... I think right now, I I'm. I think at this point in Paul George's career, Brandon Ingram has a larger arsenal of ways he can score than Paul George. Um, at this point, yeah, in because Paul, Paul George career, doesn't really yeah. drive as much anymore. He just shoots step back threes now. That's, that's all, all I ever see him yeah, do. That's yeah. all he does is contested and threes. O- even open threes. Yeah, yeah, which is the Clippers are so good at shooting open threes. They're so efficient. And Brandon Ingram is one of the few like great mid-range shooters in the exactly, NBA today. That's it's what really I'm him, Devin Booker, KD, DeRozan. Uh, yeah, DeRozan. And Kawhi. Yeah, and Brandon Ingram is phenomenal yeah, from the mid-range. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's, did you it's do tight. yours already? Yeah, I think it's tough because you bring up a lot of great points. Um, because I feel like both Jalen Brown and Paul George are inconsistent at times. Yeah. Because sure, like 100%. a lot of times I see Jalen Brown get outshined by like a Derek White. Uh, but at the same time, I see Paul George getting outshined by a James Harden or a Russell Westbrook at times because they're just both inconsistent. Um, but so is Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram can go and shoot like five of 23 a random night. So uh, pure scores, uh, I'd probably start Jalen Brown, bench Paul George, and then cut Brandon Ingram. But it, it can really go either way. That can go in any direction. So that's a really good one. I like that. All right, going on to mine. I want to preface that Pure slashers at this one. so Just their slashing ability? Slashing ability. So okay. not as a player, slashers. Okay. And no Russell Westbrook's not like that. Uh, I was about to say, okay, he's but, starting. So. Okay. <laughs> at, at the same time, I want no bias. No bias. All right. I'm not being biased either. So I have John Wall, Derrick Rose, De'Aaron Fox. Okay. Uh, well, I can go ahead and start. I'm starting I'm Derrick Rose. Starting Derrick That's like I feel like that's like not close. Uh, then I'm going to bench. This is close. This is Come really on. close, dude. Because De'Aaron Fox right now is better than better than Prime Wall. He's averaging 27 and eight. John Wall, like in his prime years of shooting, like it was like 21 points. Dude, he yeah. can win a pl- play win a playoff series before you can say all he that. Faced Steph Curry, to be fair. Okay, yeah, true, but. All right, I, I, I won't say better, but I'll say he's right on his level. He's like, if he's I not can, right on I his level. I can even agree with that, but, but, but oh, my God, that's but again, so crazy. This is slashing. Is, is, is Fox a top five point guard in the league, though? Slashers, not your okay. players. Slashers. Right. <laughs> We're going off on a tangent, but I'll give, you, I'll give you an answer real quick. Yeah, I think I think. I mean, that's Luka, a genuine question. Luca Shea, Curry, or Luca Shea, Halliburton, Curry, Trey slash Fox. D-Book. Oh, I guess he is a point guard. Is he a point guard now, yeah? Okay, so we'll push Fox slash Trey down to 6-7. Yeah, Trey Young and Fox is close. Yeah. They're both averaging similar things. Yeah, yeah that is I mean, close. the Kings I have one more game. I think Fox was... But I think Wall was in the top five. Yeah, he was Not, like three. He yeah, was like, he was three, like three, three. Yeah, yeah, good thank two, you. Three yeah. Years, yeah. Yeah, for a while. I don't think that Fox has reached that. All right, all right, yeah. But I, this is a slasher, not but as But, yeah, player. I do think by the end of his career, I think I think Fox. Because I, I think the Kings will eventually win a playoff series. Yeah. Um, that would be crazy I mean, if they did. Yeah, if they don't, that that's wild. But, I mean, the I'm West so is mad, sad. Dude. But he is, you got to give it, he is averaging like 27. And yeah, eight. but just finishing, though, like, like I think Fox is a better shooter than He is. Than He's Wall, a, the best shooting slasher in the league. No, ever. Beside, like, sec- in the probably, history of basketball. He's second. 
as far as point guards go, he's second right this second. Who's to first? prime 2016-2017 Russell Westbrook, who was shooting like 36% from three. Yeah, Derek Fox has taken such a huge jump in his three-point yeah, shot. Yeah, but he's, he's second. He's second for sure. Um, and then I'd probably say, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, regardless, uh, that's such a toss-up. I'll, 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 I'll bench John Wall. Just non-biased, I'll bench John My Wall. Feelings. And then I'll cut Darren Fox. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll cut De'Aaron. Um, Derrick Rose is is one of the best slashing point guards of all time, but so is John Wall in my opinion. So uh, they're both top ten. It just so happens that Derrick Rose is probably the second best slashing point guard of all time. Yeah. So I'll probably go Derrick. I'll I'll start Derrick Rose for sure, um, and I'll bench uh, John Wall. All right, yeah, I'm gonna start Derrick Rose too because that MVP season driving to the basket, there was really no stopping Derrick Rose. Uh, I'm gonna bench De'Aaron Fox though. Because De'Aaron Fox last season had the most efficient season in NBA history around the basket uh, since Hakeem Olajuwon in the late 90s. And Hakeem Olajuwon was a big, uh, so it was much easier to score under the basket. And De'Aaron Fox had the most efficient season in history. Uh, He outdid Hakeem Olajuwon percentage-wise, actually, under the basket. So I think De'Aaron Fox's uh, bag under the basket is also deeper than it was for John Wall because yeah John Wall could slam it on people but De'Aaron Fox he kind of created the jelly though that is true but De'Aaron Fox around the rim whether it was a fadeaway like right at the basket or going under a defender going into a defender I gotta take De'Aaron Fox over John Wall because John Wall was great nonetheless but as a slasher going at a defender going to the rim you're taking De'Aaron Fox I'm taking yeah. and that when you say that I'll take Wall but I'm as taking far Fox. as like as far as like you guys don't watch enough as Kings far games. as driving around and maybe like doing like a dribble move even then John Wall was like Bro. elite at ball handling um, De'Aaron Fox has the percentage to back it up most John efficient Wall's one season of the fastest, in which both are they're both like two of the fastest players like in the yeah. in, in the history of the NBA and even then I feel like Jaws you know he's like right behind them too dang you yeah. didn't even say Jaws ja, ja yeah, might Jaws be- Jaw might, might be, be right Jaw's Westbrook, better honestly. than Fox at like in the slashing aspect, and then he's he's probably close, close, really close to Wall, maybe better than. I'd Wall. say better than yeah. Wall, right? Yeah. Tailing Rose. Yeah, John. Yeah, John yeah. Ransom I would insane. too, probably. John Ransom's saying, I just need to see more of him. He's hurt this season. I sucks. wish he played. Yeah, but yeah, he's crazy. Are we good? Is that you want me to move on now? Okay, so this one I feel like this one's just kind of stupid a little bit. Uh, all right, so I have Orlando. Magic stars. It's a little weird. Okay. All right. So I've got Penny Hardaway, Grant Hill, and Jameer Nelson. <laughs> Jameer <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not Jameer Nelson. I got uh, I got uh, Paolo Bencaro. So I know it's early, but he's already an All Star. That's tough. Because Penny Hardaway and Grant Hill both had such short prime. I think Penny Hardaway is one of the more overrated players. He in the is. History. He is. He is. Because after, like, Shaq realized he could never win with him, and once Shaq left, Penny, like, what did he do? He got disappeared. He got hurt, and he went to Phoenix and did barely anything. But same with Grant Hill. Grant Hill was great in Detroit, great with the Magic, but, again, injuries hurt him so bad. Is Paulo Paulo starting already? (laughs) I think he is. But to be fair, Paulo, I mean, Penny Hardaway still went to the NBA Finals. I mean, yeah, he had Shaq, but he was in the NBA Finals. Imagine Shaq and Paulo in the front court. (laughs) (laughs) They probably they probably would have beat Hakeem. <laughs> Dude, I, oh my god, I'm really tempted to start Paulo. Um, I'm not. I feel like that's disrespectful because it's like two legends and it's a dude that's in his second year. But like, but again, I feel like a lot of Grant Hill's numbers came from Detroit. Like, ask me this question in two years and I'll easily 
Yeah, I was going to have Paul over Grant either way. Yeah. I'm just between him and Penny. I'm going to start Penny because Penny was in the NBA Finals, and I don't care what, but he still made it to that, and he was an all-star, yeah. okay. all-NBA type yeah, of sure. guard. I'll, I'll so, yeah. Yeah. We can all agree on that Penny one. Was, yeah. Penny was going to start. I'm going to bench Boncaro, cut Grant Hill. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one ha- it kind of ties in. has Paulo, and it ties in a lot of our favorite players. It's another current one. Um, Paulo, Zion, and DeMontis Sabonis. Ooh. I better not hear no Domas hate. I better not hear no Domas hate. Oh, I'm so biased. Zion, ooh. Dude, that's, that's the best one today for sure. But, Zion's, yeah. but Zion hasn't improved since his rookie year. He's great, but he hasn't improved. He's still awesome. He's still great. He is. I'm I'm starting Sabonis. Starting Sabonis. Um, Sabonis is averaging a triple-double. I'm going to start Paulo. I'm going to bench Paulo. I don't know. I have no, I have no clue. I'm, <laughs> start, so I'm starting Paulo, benching uh, Sabonis, cutting Zion. I mean, Sabonis leads the NBA in, in double-doubles, is tied for triple-doubles, has, I, I what, 36 straight double-doubles right now, leads the league in rebounds, is averaging a triple-double since uh, not being announced in the All-Star game, and the Kings are playing much better with him. I mean, he had a 35-point triple-double, like, last week. And Zion hasn't improved since his rookie yeah, year. Zion, okay, but would you rather cut, have... I'm going to cut Zion. Would you yeah. rather have DeMontis Sabonis on your team? Like, if today uh, someone offered you Zion for Sabonis straight up... Oh, yeah, in that case, I'm You I'm better take Zion. Yeah, I am, too. He's 22 years old. Would you? I don't know. Because I feel like... Again, I'm a Kings fan. It's 30. And from... No, I'm from, I'm I'm even talking like take age out out of the perspective. Oh, then I'll like, take, I'll Sabonis. take Sabonis. I'll take Sabonis. Sabonis. Then not over Paolo, but because over Zion, yeah. Sabonis is averaging like 19, 11, and eight, where Zion's averaging what 21. Right He's now. He's averaging 23, and they're what the five seed. Who the Pels? Yeah, the six. Ooh. But the Pels have such a deep roster. Y'all aren't. Y'all are outside too. of Fox and Sabonis and Monk and Keegan, it's. A pretty big drop off. Yeah, but I mean, Pell's CJ, Zion, BI, Herb, and Trey Murphy, Murphy. and Val. That's, I, that's a deeper roster than what the Sacramento Kings. What was the one Kings. you said? After, the first one you said? After, after you, before CJ? you said Val. After you I said, said Herb and Trey Oh, Herb, Herb. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a deeper Murphy. roster than the Kings. I mean, yeah, but like, they're on the same tier as far as if you want to like tier up roster level. I don't know. Sabonis I mean, is an MVP can, candidate, too. He's in the I top can, ten. Yeah. Sabonis like, is also, it's definitely not like a noticeable bridge. I'm taking and Some of those guys, like Trey Murphy's just coming back from being gone half the season. Like, they have Jordan Hawkins, too. He's a beast. Yeah, but, they, I mean, they don't even, they pull him, to push him down to the G. He's the next Clay Thompson. Um, he, he showed out in the All-Star weekend, for sure. But, I don't know. I... Uh, they also have former Rising Stars MVP. Saying, saying cut Zion is not well, something I mean, that I want to say. You're also a, a, Duke, a Duke. Just guy. know that Paulo's starting. Just know that. Yeah, but I, I also think that like like I mean I'd re- I think Zion's a better basketball player than Demontis Sabonis. It's just the fact that like right now Sabonis is very good and, and very underrated. They're all but so is Zion. I, I mean, think like, they're Zion's, all the same level. But then no, Zion's I think Paolo's played at an All Star level this year. He has, but he just got snubbed because there were so many other guys. Yeah. You know who else played at an All Star level and didn't make it? Sabonis and Fox. I mean, I think that I think and that I think they were bigger snubs than Zion Williamson was. was. Yeah, him too. But I think Sabonis was a bigger snub than Zion. And yeah. don't get me wrong, Moncara has been great, and the Magic has been solid too. But I'm gonna take again. Sabonis over Boncaro. It's a very slim margin between those two because Boncaro's been incredible. Um, 
But I mean, for what Sabonis does for the Kings, from a playmaking and rebounding and scoring, he does it all, and that's what you want so out of a big. big. And mm-hmm. he's also, yeah, that's the one thing. But he's also undefeated against Jokic and Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Davis. So he wins against big names. He's probably the best center in the NBA, right? Yeah, yeah. by far. He's he's yeah. people say he's uh, baby Jokic. He's Jokic's yeah, daddy. Yeah, I'll I'll start Paulo cut or cut Zion and yeah. Demontis. Same one as me. Yeah. But. Uh, I'm excited to see Zion play in the playoffs this year because I think the Pelicans are going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah, I think they'll be a second-round team. Um, I think even if they finish as the sixth seed, as long as that three seed isn't um, it's the Clippers, like right now. as long as it's not the Clippers, they'll win the first I'm, like, round. terrified I, I, to play them, though. I'm, the Pelicans? Ta- dude, 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 I would be, too. That's or, what I'm saying. Yeah. I think they beat... They, they maybe take us to six, beat, seven. I think they beat OKC, yeah. and I think they maybe beat Minnesota. Minnesota. Maybe the only thing that scares they me with that is seven. like Gobert would it would be hard for Zion to have as big of an impact as he would in other I mean, series Brandon with Gobert would just standing go down there. Insane because Jaden McDaniels is not on a fast standpoint not keeping up with Brandon. Anymore. Yeah, even CJ CJ is due for a thirty point game. Yeah, because Conley's not going to guard that. No. Yeah, yeah, no. Trey Murphy's going to just sit in the corner, average fifteen. So yeah, I, yeah, dude, and and I do I think the Pels will will probably get up to the five. Who? Well, Suns are ahead Suns. of them. As far as playing in the regular season, though, I I think the I think Pels, they'll stay six. I think they'll stay do? six. And then but I who think, who do you think they'll end up playing as for the three? Us, us, us. I'm gonna be that'll Dude, be that's my like worst all, nightmare. Seven. I think I, push I, seven. I, I was just about to say six, maybe seven. If they play really well, then I'd like us to get Zoo, Dude, Zion's gonna mess Zubak up. Yeah, yes. He He's going to tear him up. What is and he would he would do the same thing to Chet. Even even with Chet being oh, a really be, good perimeter defender, yeah, Zion will put a shoulder in his chest. I hope we get two seats, then we play uh, Dallas or the Lakers. Yeah, but um, is that you, Jimmy? Now do yours. Yeah. All right. I have forwards: Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, or first stint Cleveland LeBron James. What? You're putting him in there with oh, them? No, no, I'm messing around. Kevin Durant. Oh, okay. All right, right now. Right now, I have my answer already. Oh, um, I'm going to. to I'm. I'm sorry, but I. I think Tatum is the most underrated player in the NBA. He's starting for me. Then I'm gonna cut. That's awesome. I'm gonna cut Giannis bench KD. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cut Giannis. I think he's overrated. That's not what I expected to hear. Okay. Um. I'm gonna start Giannis. I'm gonna get a good, 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 The alphabet. Um, yeah. I. Mm. Wait. So why are you starting him and you? Because they're like they're not a good team, uh, and, the, and let me just go on the, the the Tatum thing. Like I've said so many times, twenty seven points per game, four other All Stars, best team in the NBA. He should be the MVP of the league. He should be the MVP. Uh, that's amazing. I've said that's it for the last the two things. years. I've yeah, said it the last two years. That yeah, I mean, the MVP. I I brought it up. It was like it is crazy. Like this is the first first time that I can remember the best player on the clear cut best team isn't like an MVP yep. candidate. He he's easily. I mean, I think I think he should be over Shea in MVP talks, and I think Jokic too. I think Jokic and Luca are above him. I think Tatum, but, Luka but is, yeah, but Tatum and Jokic are very close. I agree, hundred percent. I I think it goes Luca, Jokic, Tatum, but Tatum and Jokic are one two A two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. But I I will. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bench Tatum and cut KD, really? which is crazy for me because I KD is really good. K, 
Katie's really, Katie's really good. really good. He's 30, what, Katie 35? is really, really Average good. 30 a game. But you, Tatum has elevated. Tatum, and a lot of people haven't realized this, too. Tatum is so much better this year. Like, even just this yeah, year. Tatum, he has, yeah. Tatum has improved a lot this year. Tatum is significantly better this year than he was last yeah. year, in my opinion. I think so, too. And I think uh, with, like, Katie and Giannis, that argument, uh, Giannis has, like, I'd say he has... Like okay, once once you get past like Cleveland and Boston and New York, I feel like the rest of the East is kind of mid, and just Cleveland, like Boston, New York. Well, I think the Bucks. I, I think the Bucks will turn it around, but as of right now, yeah, I, I don't think, think they're on. I don't think they're on the off the three I just mentioned. Level. The Sixers before Embiid got hurt were were good. They were, and once Embiid comes back, they could be dangerous. Yeah, I just don't think it'll be this year. I think they'll be good next year. Yeah, which Trust is the they need to be yeah. because Embiid's only got a two three. or three more years left. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to start Tatum, uh, bench KD, cut Giannis. Uh, I did wow, research. Really? The Suns and Bucks have almost identical records, um, but I think KD at 35, 36, however old, he, however old he is, averaging 30 and, like, 7 is insane. Like, after suffering Achilles injuries, tearing his Achilles just a few years ago, uh, which should have been a, a career-ending injury, I got to go KD. Uh, Giannis is he's still great too. He's averaging thirty and ten, but the Bucks have been so mid. They're three and seven in their last. My 10. thing is, I think Giannis is up and away the best defender out of the three. Like, yeah, he not is. even remotely. Uh, but close. it's so. And I think close Tatum is, the is better, the better defender than KD. Yep. But um, Giannis, perimeter defense, on ball defense, off ball defense, interior. interior. Um, Giannis, mm, I mean, Giannis is. Almost just as good of a score as both of them are right now. I think. Jeez, um, I don't know. And then and then Giannis is probably. I think Tatum's probably the best playmaker out of the three. But Giannis is. is is a close second. Yeah, yeah with he's KD right there. Trailing. That's that's kind of why I cut KD. I think he's the worst defender. I think he's the worst playmaker out of the three. Yeah, I agree. We're, yeah, for sure. All right, me. Yep. All right. What is this? The last one or the second? The we last got, one. We each got two, two more. more. We can just speed them up a little okay. bit. Okay. All right. So for these next two, I'll. Uh, all right. This is 2000s point guards. I have Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, and Tony Parker. Huh. I. Mm, okay. Actually, because I know Parker will get cut because he should. Yeah. I'll, I'll put huh. Chris Paul in there instead of Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, and, and Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. Yeah. That's tough. And wait, what? Just 2,000 point guards? Like, not like you're building a team around this no, guy? No, their just, whole entire, it's okay. their whole career. Their okay. whole career. That's tough, because I feel like Steve Nash might have been the best out of them, He's but he the guy I'm win, starting. I'm starting Steve win. Nash. MVP. I'm probably going to start Steve Nash, too. Yeah. Two-time MVP. Probably going to start Nash. Kid and Chris Paul's a toss-up. Because Chris Paul went to the finals, but Devin Booker was kind of the head of that team. Kid went to the finals, but he was the guy on that team. And he has a ring. And he was, like, the triple-double guy. After Robertson, before Westbrook, so I'm gonna. Th- I think I'm gonna bench Kid. Yeah, we got the same one. And cut Chris Paul. Yep. But it's super close because Chris Paul just had the longevity over Kid. Yeah, but I think I think with that longevity, I think I'll give it to Chris Paul. Yeah, but I mean, Kid did go- end up like as a old man winning a ring <laughs> with Dirk, one of the hardest rings ever, one of the greatest runs ever, and he was a big part of that. Chris Paul's gonna win a ring with the Warriors this year. Though. Yeah. yeah. This season, right. behind Moses Moody. Yep. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. Um, all right. I got big men here. Uh, Jokic, mm. David Robinson, and Giannis. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. 
I, I know my answer because we were kind of talking about this when we did the center rankings. I'm gonna um, start Jokic. I'm gonna bench. I'm gonna bench Robinson, cut Giannis. I'm gonna start Jokic, bench Giannis, and cut David Robinson just purely off of skill. I yeah, and I could I can agree with that, but um, just for right now, just because I think Robinson he has the two rings, I'm gonna give yeah. him the edge. Okay, so is David Robinson, Giannis, and who? Jokic. Jokic. Oh man. Ooh man, I'm gonna start Jokic, bench Giannis, cut David Robinson. Sorry, Dad, but I had to. All right, moving on to mine. Wait, who did you start on that one? Jokic. Okay, yeah. So we had the same one. Okay. Yeah. All right, mine. I have all-time power forwards. I have Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm starting Giannis. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna start Carl. I'm gonna bench Giannis. Cut Charles Barkley. Yeah, I I am gonna start Giannis, bench Carl Malone, and cut uh, Chuck. Yeah, I think Giannis and Carl Malone is definitely a toss up, but Carl Malone, I mean, never won. The points record is the only thing that's keeping yeah. him in. Like, yeah, like four MVPs. Yeah, so. uh, but I mean, Michael Jordan kind of owned him, so I'm gonna go with Giannis because, I mean, his finals run was also impressive. Uh, I'm gonna start Giannis, bench Malone, and cut Chuck. So. Yeah, screw Auburn. Okay, next up is 2010's small forwards. Uh, this is kind of like a different... It's not like, you know, KD, you know, it's not that. It's uh, Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. Not on an all-time scale. From I'm meaning from 2010 to 2019. Kawhi, who and Paul George? Melo. Carmelo Anthony? Yeah, so t- from 2010 to 2019. I'm starting Kawhi. Yeah, me I'm too. starting Kawhi for sure. It's not even remotely close. Yeah, but I feel like Paul George and Carmelo is. That's yeah, close. It is, but I I'm gonna bench Paul George. Yep, I agree. Okay. Carmelo. Mm. I agree. That's tough. Because Melo couldn't even get to a significantly better finals. defender. Yeah. Yeah. And shooter, three point shooter. Yeah. And, and playmaker. And, and Melo didn't go to Fresno State, so I'm gonna bench Melo. I'm gonna cut or no no bench Paul George, cut Melo, start Kawhi. Uh, Kawhi. All right. Um, all right, my last one. These are familiar names. All of them have been said today. This is uh, going off their peak. So this is like their best season, um, the best that they played throughout their careers. Uh, Derrick Rose, Steve Nash, and Jason Kidd. Ooh. Ooh, that is, that is a good one. So they're, they're like best season? Mm-hmm. All right. So I am going to start Steve Nash. Just because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, he's like I a top agree. five point guard, so it's like yeah. I kind of got to start him. Then I'll bench D-Rose, cut J-Kid. I think I go with the same thing. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. All three. Same. I think I go with the same thing. All right. Last one of the episode. Mine is you're starting a team. You need a point guard, but you don't want you don't necessarily need your point guard to score a bunch. You really, you're looking for a playmaking type of guy at your point guard position. So I have... Chris Paul, Trey Young, Tyrese Halliburton. And you, this is like not purely playmaking, but like you're filling in a final spot you're, on the team. You're, you're, you have a contending team, and all they're missing is like a very solid point guard. You don't need them to score you need a bunch to necessarily. And, pass and hit some big shots occasionally. Yeah, you need some oh, guy okay, who's going to okay, hit big more, shots. Yeah. He's going to pass the ball, play make, and, you know. And prime included? Yes. Okay. This is Chris Paul, so, Halliburton, and Trey Young. Yeah, yeah I'm starting Halliburton. Uh, then I'm gonna cut Trey Young, bench Chris Paul. 
and and I'll say why I'm starting Tyrese. He's averaging 11 at 22 years old. Uh, he also, like you said, hits the big shots. Uh, and then also not even that. Like when you when you watch uh, Indiana, I've never seen a player besides Jokic be able to find somebody every every time down the court. If you watch them when they have Buddy Heald, every time that Buddy Heald was open, the ball got to him every single time. Now that same thing happens with Neesmith. That's why he's so good. Because every time that he's open, the ball goes to him. Same with Ben Matherin. He always knows where to find him. Miles Turner. I mean, I, yeah. And then Chris Paul, as far as he goes, the reason that he's not is just because I just feel like, yeah, he's a good playmaker. But at the same time, like it's just it's not the same way as Tyrese Halliburton making Aaron Neesmith Miles Turner, Obi Toppin, and uh, Buddy Heald all have the best seasons of their career. So, mm-hmm. um, at 22 years old. Ooh, man, that's tough. I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna cut Halberton. Whoa! Yeah. He's the best playmaker in the league. Yeah, sorry, but I mean, I just haven't seen it for enough time yet to give him over guys that are like proven. I'm gonna start Chris Paul though. I'm gonna start Chris Paul. Cut. Uh, bench Trey. I think Chris Paul's the clear start, to be honest. And I think Trey and, and Hal Burton are really close. Um, but just off personal preference, I think I, I think Trey has a better all-around offensive game than Hal Burton does. Um, I think he's better inside the arc than Hal Burton is, despite the size difference. Um, and Trey is a really good playmaker. If he had as consistent of weapons as Hal Burton did, I think he would be putting up similar numbers. Yeah, so, that's and true. then as for Chris Paul, Chris Paul's the best defender of the three um, by a long shot. It's not really close. It's not. He, I mean, dude, like Halliburton's guy. Halliburton will eventually be at that point, though. Maybe, but yeah, like right, not right now. We haven't seen it yet, so it's just a hypothetical. Um, I do think Halliburton's going to be like uh, the first guy to average like 15 assists. He could be, but I'm saying like if Trey Young was on that team, or if you put Trey Young on a team with just shooters. Like that, which the Hawks have tried to do, but some guys just haven't panned out, like DeAndre Hunter. Um, I, I think Chris Paul. The, uh, back to the Chris Paul point. I like exactly how you were describing Halliburton. That's kind of what Chris Paul was like, especially when he was on the Clippers. The Clippers already kind of had that situation, um, and I, I think Chris Paul fits into that role well. Mm-hmm. And you saw it a lot, especially in the early games that the Suns were winning in the finals. Uh, when they were there a few years back, he was hitting big shots, like big shot after big shot. They could not stop Chris Paul. Uh, from the elbows, when he gets to his spots from, on the from elbows, the like there, he's he's absolutely lethal. He can shoot. He could shoot it over Giannis and, yep. and Lopez. So and he I'll, did. I'll start over. I'll start Chris Paul. Yeah, this one could really go either way. Uh, I'm gonna start Halliburton just because um, this season playmaking wise has been one of the all time greats. He's six five and can hit any really any shot you need to. I know I said we don't really you know need this point guard to score, but if we need a big shot. I trust Tyrese Halliburton with his frame and his ability to shoot the three to do that. I'm going to bench Chris Paul because, you know, Caden really hit the nail on the head with the Chris Paul points. And I'm going to cut Trey Young because, you know, not he's probably, he's definitely the worst defender out of the three. Um, great shooter, great playmaker. but I, I think just, he's the best scorer yeah. by a, a, a four. Yeah, but uh, uh, from the playmaking standpoint and from, you know, if I want to lead a team to the finals, I, I think I'd go with Halliburton. Um, but, yeah. That was, a, that was a fun episode. That was fun. That was, that was a good one. That was, that was a long great episode. one, you know. Great one. job, guys. Thank you all for tuning in to WVUA 90.7 FM and the Full Court Press Podcast. To stay up to date, follow us on Instagram at SCT Podcast underscore UA. 
see y'all next week. Peace. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.